Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us today on this podcast. You are going to be as excited as I am about our guest today. I absolutely fell in love with her through her website. I know that you are going to love her listening to this audio. She shares her story of abuse, survival, and advocacy to show others that it is not only okay to tell, but it's also okay to heal. That's such an important piece and not getting stuck in one part of the story, but always to be able to heal by it. She has regained power and control of her life by speaking up and speaking out. She is an evangelist, a speaker, an abuse advocate, and re-entry success coach. She is the founder of Inspire H-E-R, H-E-R standing for Healed, Empowered, Restored, so Inspire Her LLC and Unchained, and really wants to raise awareness about prevention of and healing from childhood sexual abuse through public awareness and the speaking engagements that she does. And I am just so excited to have her here because she has risen from victim to victim, to victor, from homeless to homeowner, from felon to fabulous and most importantly, a wife and a woman of God. So welcome to the show, Ramona Stillwagon. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to be on today. Oh, it is just so great to have you here. I always like to either start or end the show with a quote. And I got a quote today that I just love from your website. It is from C.S. Lewis. Hardships often prepare people for an extraordinary destiny. I absolutely love that. I'm going to repeat it one more time. C.S. Lewis, hardships often prepare people for an extraordinary destiny. And you, my dear, have had your share of hardships and transformed them into an extraordinary destiny. Yes. Yeah. Where would you like to start with that today? I know there's so many different places we can go, but where do you feel in your heart that you would like to start this conversation? Well, I know that Something that is not really spoken of a lot today is childhood sexual abuse and how that affects your day-to-day life when you don't find healing and when you don't decide to speak out and just the importance of opening your mouth and saying something and how many lives are changed just from you sharing your story. So I think that would be a great place to start because that is definitely a place that I've noticed a lot of women that are have experienced, but they just they continue to to be silent on such an important subject. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many people don't realize that, you know, just because it happened when you were young, or maybe just because it only happened once, it affects every decision that you're making yes. through those teenage years, through those young adult years, you know, until you really learn to face it and work through those feelings. So yes, I would love to hear your story of overcoming that incredible challenge and adversity in your life and becoming the woman that you are today. So wherever you want to start, just go ahead, Ramona, and uh, I'll interject occasionally to ask a question, but I know that many people will be 
motivated and inspired and even healed by your words. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. So I'll start with one of the things that I, I felt when I was, you know, even if you start in the younger years, I was always very angry very bitter. I didn't know how to express my frustrations and anger. The only way that I knew how to get it out was either the way I behaved or the things that I said. I didn't have an outlet as a child. So my outlet was to lash out or Mm -hmm. attempt suicide on my life because I didn't, I needed the attention. I was looking for attention, but the only way I knew how to get it was to lash out. And, you know, over time, as a child and you begin to have certain behaviors, you take those things with you into your teenage years and then you continue to go into your adult years. And it's almost as though you don't take a minute to think about healing because you're always in survival mode. Mm -hmm. Like you're always defensive. You're always trying to figure out how you're going to get to the next level in your life when really you don't have the direction because you have always been in a mode of how do I fix something? Like, was this my fault? Why is someone, why did someone do this to me? You know, why was someone willing to harm me? And you start to develop trust issues Mm -hmm. with whether it be male or female, you stop trusting yourself especially as an adult, you feel that the decisions that you make will always be decisions that will bring you pain. And if you drift forward and you just think about, I know that a lot of women would experience when you've been sexually assaulted, the way you raise your children are indicative of your sexual abuse. Can you tell me more about that? So I would never allow my kids to go outside without me. It was almost like they were in a bubble. I remember there were times when we would be riding down the road together and I'd have my daughter in the front seat and say an 18-wheeler would pass by and we're in the car. And, you know, a car is much lower than the 18-wheeler. So I would be frustrated and furious thinking that someone was looking at my daughter inappropriately because they were in a car that could possibly see them. Mm-hmm. I would feel like everyone was going to come and take my kids or someone was going to touch them or hurt them in an inappropriate way. And they were going to feel like I felt they were going to hold this anger and this pain all the days of their lives and never have the freedom or the peace that I knew I was searching for. Recognizing that my children would carry the same hurt and pain that I did if someone ever touched them inappropriately or made them feel the way that I felt for so many years. And it's like when you are holding on to this type of baggage, that it doesn't help with any relationship because it's like you're seeking and searching for something that almost seems impossible to find because you really don't heal personally within yourself until you've acknowledged the abuse and decided and chose and choose to heal from it. You have to decide to make the choice that you will heal from this. Yes. And I love what you say about that. You say, I turned my anger into courage. Yes. And, you know, you've transformed your fear as well into something that is positive. And so when, once you made that decision and that recognition that you were transferring your fears as well onto your children, and of course, having the best intentions ever as a mother, how did you go from victim to victor in that situation? I had to, one, I had to apologize to myself for beating myself up in such a way to feeling that I wasn't worthy of being healed. I had to tell myself that I forgive you. 
Mm-hmm. I forgive you for not feeling that you were even worthy to stand before people who just did not look like you. I really felt like I was inadequate in every area of my life. I had to forgive myself that, for feeling that I was not able to be in a healthy relationship. I think when those things happen, though, you know, from I've talked to so many people, they just feel that feeling of less than, that somehow mm-hmm. they're not the same value as other people. Yes. And, and that's the thing. You have to remember and recognize who you were created to be. You mm-hmm. know, you weren't created to be a punching bag. You weren't created to be abused and, and touched in a way that's not appropriate. You weren't created for that. You were destined to be great. You were created in greatness. So I had to realize who I was and I had to learn to love myself. Because mm-hmm. it, it takes something, it robs that feeling of value and love, robs yes. you of that. It causes you to be in fight or flight mode when you weren't even designed to be in fight or flight mode when you're a child. Absolutely. It, it, and so when I got my courage, those are the things that I had to do. I had to forgive myself. I had to love myself. I had to apologize to myself. And another thing that was so important, I had to turn around and apologize to my children Mm -hmm. when they were older, because I was not the best parent to them because I had taken the abuse and the issues that I dealt with as a child and I poured them into my children. I had to unlearn, learn behavior. I know that you have been a master at this, you know, unlearning the learned behavior. And now that that is something that you teach to other people as well, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, with your work within the Department of Corrections and Mm -hmm. people don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be that. That's not our natural instincts, as you said, that's not who we came here to be. And when you can help someone learn to love themselves, learn to forgive themselves, and to be able to then transform that behavior into Mm -hmm. a more healed space. What does that look like? Like, how do you teach someone how to love themselves or how to forgive themselves, just so that our listeners know and they can apply it to their own lives? One thing that I did that was helpful for me is one, speaking positive affirmations. And it wasn't just speaking them, but looking myself directly in the mirror and having that conversation with me and saying, you are more than enough. Yeah. You are treasured. You are loved. You are needed. You are cared for. You are not motherless. You are not fatherless. You are loved by many. You will be a one excellent wife. You will be a great mother. You are a great mother. Like these are the things I had to constantly tell myself. No matter what mistakes I made, I had to realize that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I had to realize that I can't be a victim to my past. And I'm I'm glad you brought up the part of incarceration because one thing that I read is that prison is a pipeline for women who have been sexually abused. So I said, well, if this is what I'm seeing, then I want to go and ask this question. So I started to ask the question to see how true this was. And at least 95, probably almost 100% of the women have been sexually assaulted that are in the prison systems. And so the analogy I could use, it's almost like a little girl that's inside of them that's screaming to get out. And a lot of them have problems with, or they struggle with drugs and alcohol. Oh my goodness. This, what your, your words are absolutely stirring my heart. And, and I believe it is so true. It's that, that trapped inner child who is still scared Mm -hmm. and still needing protection, yet Mm -hmm. has 
had to be an adult from such a young age. When she does show up and when she does make herself known, it can be very scary. It's explosive. And what I'm witnessing today as I'm going into the institutions, there are women who are doing time with their daughters. Mothers and daughters are doing time and a lot of them for the same crime, drugs and alcohol abuse, don't know how to get off, don't know how to to find themselves in a place where they're they're even respected enough to say that drugs and alcohol will not control me. One of the biggest mistakes they make is, or the families make, is they constantly beat them down with what they have done. Mm-hmm. They they tell them that, oh, you're never going to quit using drugs. You're never going to stop drinking. You're always going to be this way. Well, that's not so. So when I'm going into the institutions and I'm speaking to them, I'm speaking to them about who they really are and not what someone says that you are. Yes. When you know who you are as an individual, there is not a man on this earth nor woman on this earth that can tell you otherwise. And so it's knowing who you are and not basing that identity on what you've done or what's been done to you in the past. Absolutely. And women, we have so many ways that we can dress up our hurt and pain, whether it be our makeup, our clothes, we hide behind a smile, we'll use our bodies to get our point across or to get the things that we need or use our bodies as love when that is not love. Using our bodies is not a form of telling someone we care for them or we love love them. And so as women, we are so vulnerable, but yet we're so strong and we're so smart, but a lot of us don't realize the strength that lies within us. They don't realize the strength that is birthed within us. I mean, not to, to sound like I'm, I'm preaching, but, you know, the word says that God knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. That means that every plan that, that is, he has placed before us, those were already, everything was predestined before we were even here. And when things happen to us in our lives, it's not that they're meant to hurt us, but sometimes things have to break us just so we can see how strong we are. And we press into the the mark of the high calling. We call on to God to give us the strength that we need in those moments where we feel most vulnerable. Well, and it's like you said, hardships often prepare people for an extraordinary destiny. Yes. Uh, You know, that quote. And I want to go into this a little bit deeper because this is something that it's not something that I disagree with in it because it's just something that I don't understand. When we think about everything being predetermined before Mm -hmm. we come here, and it is something that I believe, by the way, I, I just... I think about, you know, the kids with cancer and I think about the the children like you who were, you know, sexually and physically abused and 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 the millions of people who as children suffer these incredible hardships. Mm-hmm. What do you, why do you think that is? What like do you think that we maybe like somehow choose those lessons as part of our destiny? What is it that it- you feel? I would feel that if it's children or someone that's dealing with serious health issues, like I've met some children that are cancer patients or survivors, and they're some of the strongest people I know. Mm -hmm. But I will say that there are certain things that we, situations that we have placed ourselves in. So I will use myself as an example. So though I was sexually assaulted and I, I was enraged and angry and bitter, and that may have been the pipeline to my prison. However, I cannot blame, I chose not to blame why I went to prison 
on that situation. That's when I found my strength. That was another way that I found my strength because I had to acknowledge what I was doing in the process. Yes. I was entering because there comes a point where you have to take you take accountability for your actions. Mm-hmm. You ha- and that's where it comes and you have to choose to heal. Yeah. You have to choose to make better decisions. You have to choose what's right and what's wrong. Because before I made the decision, just like anyone else, before you make decisions, you know that something's going to be right or something's going to be wrong. We can either use our abuse or our, our trials and tribulations that we face as a stepping stone to get to the next level and to do better for ourselves, or we can allow ourselves to drown in our situations. That so we, is we have so choice. Wise. Mm-hmm. We do have a choice and we have the choice to change our stories. That's and just right. because life has started out in one way does not mean that it needs to continue in, a, in the same way. And if, you know, for example, if someone is 40 years old and, and wanting to change their life or they're 60 years old and wanting to change their life, mm-hmm. it's not too late. You can That's always right. change your story. So tell us a little bit more about how you changed your story, how you transformed your life. Uh, one was apologizing to those who were the closest to me and acknowledging that there was some, there was fault in what I did. There Mm -hmm. was wrong in what I had experienced. And however, I can't allow that to be the best of me. You know, I had to realize who I was and it was a matter of how do I see myself and how do I represent myself? How am I introducing myself to the world? Am I going to be the hurt Ramona or am I going to be the Ramona that has overcome, that has conquered all of these fears and all of these challenges and embrace life where I am today and be the woman that I know that I was created to be? You know, am I telling myself I have what it takes to sit at the table or am I instantly defeated the moment I see who may be joining me. I just, I, I just want to say that if we were in person, I'd be giving you a standing ovation right now. <laughs> I am just so moved and my heart is actually stirred. I feel a physical sensation in my chest by the words mm. that you're saying. And you are such an, a powerful speaker and I can see how you really do empower all sorts of people. And with, mm. with, every type of group that you are involved with and that you're working with. And I uh, don't want to forget to tell people about your website, where to find you. It is RamonaStillWagon.com. I'm going to spell that out. R-A-M-O-N-A-S-T-I-L-L-W-A-G-O-N.com. And you can reach her at RamonaStillWagon at gmail.com. Again, I'll spell it. R-A-M-O-N-A-S-T-I-L-L-W-A-G-O-N at gmail.com. And I want to just congratulate you on this amazing, fabulous, incredible life you're living and difference that you're making in the world. I'm really excited that you have used positive affirmations and you have used mirror work and and telling yourself that you are more than enough to be part of your healing and part of your really learning to love yourself. It just, those are words that, that touch me deeply. And I know that it sounds really simple, but practicing it to a point of believing it may be simple, but not easy. The steps may sound simple, but it requires dedication and it requires consistency. What do you think that journey was like for you when it came time to spending that time in the mirror and really connecting with the person looking back at you? A lot of tears. Oh, yes. um, 
one thing that if anyone who is listening, you go stand in a mirror and you hold your head up and don't take your eyes off of yourself and speak positive affirmations to yourself. That by far is one of the hardest things for we as people to do. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to lift someone else up, but it's almost impossible to lift ourselves up. Those moments I spent, it was a lot of tears. Tears that were refreshing. They were filling in the voids. They were, they were giving me the comfort that I needed. And I started to see myself as being lovable and being loved. And the ultimate goal of that was my relationship with God is definitely stronger. But when I made my relationship with him stronger, he sent me a husband that loved me unconditionally. <laughs> and I knew that he loved me unconditionally because I now knew how to love myself. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Ramona, you don't know this about me, but one thing that I do is I teach people how to do mirror work. Awesome. (laughs) I learned that in a treatment center. I had like this whole, just being away in institutions has been a thing that has happened to me for so many years of my life. And I learned that um, in a treatment center. And I think I was like 12. We did the mirroring project and I just, one day about two years ago, that became the thing that was normal. It was like, you do this and you show other women how to do it. And mm-hmm. we did it in a group one day and I, I, it was an amazing experience. So yeah, mirroring is amazing. It really is. And I'm so thankful to my mentor, who is Louise Hay, for teaching this process to me. And I'm just going to share with the listeners my process, and you can share your process as well. I actually have a mirror right in front of me right now. So I'm I'm looking in the mirror. And believe me, the first time a person does this, you know, we generally, we want to fix our hair, or we want to criticize ourselves, or we want to look anywhere except for in our eyes. And right. so what I was taught to do was to look at myself in the mirror, make that really solid eye contact and say, I love you. I really, really love you. And believe me, there were times when I did not believe that. And for people that I work with and people that I teach, I I, I encourage them to just say, I'm willing to learn to love you, or I'm willing to consider loving you, whatever step you're at. Yes. Just to be able to make that eye to eye contact and have some sort of authentic communication with our true self and expressing a loving emotion. And so that has been a huge part of my life. And and I'm so thankful for that work and, and the affirmations and transforming my life from less than to more than enough and to hear your story of doing the same. So can you tell us a little bit more about your mirror work process? So it's almost the same exact thing. You standing, yes, standing in the mirror and, you know, telling yourself you love yourself and that you're worthy, but celebrating yourself, even the things that you think are failures, you celebrate yourself. Yes. And just being able to hold your head up all the time. Like you said, the first thing you want to do, fix your hair and fix your face. I like to do it when there's no makeup on my face. You are a brave woman. (laughs) (laughs) It takes some stuff like it, it takes It takes something to put you in that place to where you will look at yourself raw and uncut, even appreciating your body. There was a time I did not like my dark skin. Mm -hmm. I was afraid to be my own self. 
I was afraid to be this girl who didn't have long, flowy hair like everyone else or who didn't look like her friends and who may not have had the body like some of her friends. I was ashamed to be that person. So when I realized what I needed to do, I also had to appreciate who I was and what I look like from head the toe. Embrace this brown girl, like embrace the experiences that I I have been through and know that no matter what, who I am on the inside is what's reflecting on the outside. My outside appearance does not determine who I am as an individual. I love me raw and uncut. Makeup and no makeup. You You have touched my heart into the deepest places. You really have. And I I want to thank you on behalf of myself and on behalf of the listeners and on behalf of every person that you've helped for showing up and being yourself and for having the courage to do your own healing and your own forgiveness work and for having the courage to apologize when you felt like you needed to and to tell your story because that is a true act of courage. And the fact that that you were able to transform that anger into courage and to now help others to do the same is something that I cannot applaud you enough for. So Ramona, thank you, thank so you again. <laughs> thank you again for being on the show. Again, your website is RamonaStillwagon.com and email is RamonaStillwagon at gmail.com. Now I understand that you, in addition to being a speaker and a, a mentor and advocate and all of the things that you do, that you also do coaching. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So let's let's get people coached. So if you are resonating with what Ramona is saying, please contact her. I, as I told you, loved her before I met her. And I believe that she will make a powerful change in your life. Thank you so uh, much. And if I could just quickly, so for Unchained, so they'll know the difference between the two. Unchained is a family reunification and reentry success group. That's where we get together for those who have been incarcerated and we reconnect the families because it's important that the children um, also reconnect with the parents so that they can be healed because not only does the individual who's doing time, uh, the family's doing time with them. So everyone needs to heal on all levels when it comes to being incarcerated and coming home. And we have mentors. We will connect you with mentors that will help you um, along the way. You will get the best fit that works with what your needs are. And that is in our Department of Corrections here in South Carolina. And I am branching out to other states. So everyone get ready and get prepared for Unchained. And Inspire Her LLC is for women who have been through domestic violence, childhood sexual abuse, incarceration, suicide awareness, teen pregnancies, and in any area where women have just warred in the trenches and been through so many challenges, but they have overcome. And we discuss those those challenges so that you can also be the best you that you can possibly be, or as they say, live your best life. Ramona, you are making a huge difference in this world. I want to thank you for that. Can people learn more about the Unchained program on your website? They can. You can definitely do that. Um, There's a way that they can write in. There's a space where they can say, you know, share your story. You can do that. Um, There's a place where you can put prayer requests. And you can also register if you needed to register for Unchained as well. I want to see the recidivism rates go down. I want to see children not become a product of the environment in which they have seen at some point in time in their lives. We're seeing too many women away from their children going into the prison system. We're seeing too many children following the same footsteps as their parents. Um, And I would love to see globally that these numbers change and that we would all just stick together to make a difference. 
Um, because if we don't work together to help these individuals, we'll just have a cycle of children who are hurting and women who are um, also hurting because there's no one out there that listens. I know I work with a population that, you know, a lot of people have counted out, but I'm here to tell you, count them in because the minute you start to give yourself freely to a group of people that the world may have shut the door on, you will find blessing over blessing over blessing happen in your life just because you decided to give someone a second chance. I'm a living witness of a second chance. You really are. And Ramona, I can hear that you have found your purpose and know that you will help others do the same. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on this podcast today. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure this is one that will be replayed many times over. Uh, Thank you so much, Ramona. Again, Ramona, still... Um, still wagon. I always want to say still water. Ramona still wagon. Everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Ramona still wagon.com. Uh, this woman is incredible. You need to connect with her and uh, blessings to you, Ramona. Thank you so much. God bless you too. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified heal your life teacher and coach, please visit the training.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.